Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Podcast, brought to you by Renty and the PMC. Hosted by David Faulkner, Harrison Vaughn, and Will Alexander, and powered by Renty, who just want to make renting enjoyable. Kia Hello. Welcome to the Alternative Property Management Show, New Zealand's bestest property management show, uh, ban on. We are the premier, and, and we get so much feedback uh, now as well. A lot of people get hold of me and say, you know, talk about this, talk about that. And with me again, uh, he looks like he's wrapped up warm there in his pantry with his uh, little beanie hat on. He looks like uh, he's just come back from the mine after striking. Well, Alexander, how are you doing, mate? Are things getting tough on the benefit, are they, or are you working yet? Uh, I've actually uh, built a website this week, which has been oh, quite fun. Oh, um, for a company called Neclosivar, which is a, a company that's um, got a proprietary product to tackle mastitis disease in cattle. Right. So don't ask me how the hell I got roped into that. Um, but the, yeah, you look like you've just come off the farm, mate. You look like you've done a shift on the farm, you know. So, uh, yeah, out there in, in, in Hawke's Bay, which, again, seems to be getting wetter and wetter, summer All by right. or day by day. So bad. It's really bad. Um, you know, the amount of rain we've had again is crazy. It is crazy. And last night it was nonstop heavy for hours and hours. So, yeah, it's crazy. I do not know what is going on. Yeah. Anyway, Addison Vaughan, Tommy's real estate, yes. Tommy's property management. How are you doing, mate? You good? We're surviving. We're surviving in Wellington. Yep. Yep. Good old, good old. And, uh, Will, I, I was down in Wellington at the weekend. Um, a, a Lego exhibition, um, you know, but don't ask me what I was doing. And uh, wasn't it the Wellington Marathon this weekend just gone? It was, yes, on, on Sunday. And how, how did you go, mate? What time did you do it in? Uh, I didn't do it, and um, I didn't do it for a number of different reasons. My training is going very, very well, but I've pushed out the event until uh, next week. So there's a different event that I'm going to do. And, I was going to say, uh, did you push out? Are, are you that powerful? <laughs> you were able to push out the Wellington Marathon out by one <laughs> week. No, I've, I've just decided to give it one more week. It's going well, and I'm, my my VO2 is as high as it's ever been. So I just thought one more week, and I'll be in tip top shape. And your, uh, your VA what? VO2, the amount of VO2. oxygen the blood can carry. Yeah. I, I tell you, I mean, before we get into our show tonight, I tell you what I just started watching on Netflix. That Tour de France. Um, oh my oh, yes. god, mate! I, I look at you now at a different level, seeing what those guys push themselves through, and how dangerous is that sport? It's insane. Well, there's uh, Gino Maida has just died in the tour. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, and I saw it is incredibly dangerous. It is. Uh, I mean, I I retired early from the sport from a crash, and uh, incredibly frustrating as well because so much stuff comes down to luck in that sport. You know getting a puncher at the wrong time, crashing, someone crashing in front of you. You just commit so much time to things that are out of your control. And, um, yeah, it is a very dangerous sport. But, yeah, Tour de France, uh, incredible, incredible what they do there. It's three yeah. weeks. It's just uh, next level. People, I don't think, appreciate, you know, what you've just said, the suffering that goes on. Well, it's like running a marathon a day for 21 days, isn't it? Or something like that. That's what it's uh, likened to. It's yeah. just crazy. crazy and 
Yeah. Actually, you've just prompted me on something. So there's a girl called Victoria Taylor. She lives in Wanaka. I'm following on, on Strava. She is trying to set the record for females for consecutive marathons. Uh, and she's a young girl, and she's doing incredibly well. She's now up to 108. So she's run 108 marathons in a row, one per day. And she's going for 155. And she's on track. She's in great spirits. Uh, I've sent her lots of messages. It's incredible. And, I mean, she's doing it to her, her partner, unfortunately, lost his life to mental health. And she's doing it to raise awareness for that. But... To our listeners, uh, Victoria Taylor, if you're on Strava or social media or whatever, look her up. She's, um, I mean, hats off, mate, you know, 108 on the trot, and she's doing really well. So uh, incredible. Uh, you know, the, just what the human body can do and the mind and, oh, my. Well, Addison uh, Vaughan knows, knows all about that, doesn't he? You know, he, he pushes himself to the absolute limit physically um, <laughs> all the time. <laughs> What at the bar? Yes, at <laughs> the bar. Bar and the dance floor, the only two places you've witnessed that. Yeah, anyway, before we get into the show, look, <laughs> down at Takina, down at Takina at the weekend that that Lego exhibition is telling you about, what a venue. It is spectacular. And, um, I mean, so excited about the PMC. I mean, I just walked around the place and I was just, you know, you're almost getting butterflies walking around the place because, you're just thinking, yeah. my God, imagine this venue with all the exhibitions, all the sponsors, all the exhibitors, 300-plus delegates, the speakers lineup that we've got. I mean, it's got to be a cracker of a couple of days in what must be one of the premium conference venues in the entire country. Can't wait for it. So is this pur purpose-built, is it? This is yep. purpose-built. Fantastic. This is, this is purpose-built. I think it's the same people who own or run Tapapa, and it's across the road from Tapapa. Yes, it is. And, it is, yeah. yeah. Ah, see. That's such a good location. And Wellington in itself is so easy to get to, heaps of accommodation, everything's in walking distance. It's a great spot to hold these events, eh? Well, I'm of the opinion, like, every year that becomes our base. Like, when reckon, Attic goes yeah. to the Gold Coast, you know, if, if we get it, you know, if, if people enjoy the venue as much, and, and people like coming to Wellington, I mean, a lot of these events you see, they're in Auckland all the time, and, and, and the Jappers, let's get them on the plane and get them down south and experience a bit of culture. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, and, and it'll be it'll be a wonderful two, two days. Anyway, on to the show. Last week, we talked about business development, and, and this kind of leads on, and we just got to the part where we started to talk about social media. And, and what today's show is going to be about is the role that social media plays uh, within a business, within property management, how to use it, how the best formats, the best places where you go and post up, how much time should you spend on it? Is it something that you should outsource? What's appropriate? What's not appropriate? Alison Vaughan dancing with a bottle of wine, you know, not appropriate. And, uh, you know, Alison, look, you're the, what I would call the millennial of the... Of the I'm the youngest of us three, in other words. Yeah, yeah, I'm the coughing dodger. Will's the in between, and uh, Alison's yeah. the young pup. You know, so you're, you're, you've got a better handle on this than, than most. I mean, how do you use it at Tommy's? What are you posting? How often are you posting? What are the platforms yeah. are you using? And what, why do you do it? Yeah, no, some great questions, Dave. I think first you've got to go back to like why, like what is the purpose of social media? And there's a 
I guess there's a number of reasons why social media is existing and why it's useful for businesses. Firstly, it's fantastic for building your brand. Um, getting brand recognition out there, that would be sort of the primary reason we we do it. Um, a second main method is communication, communication with our customers and the wider market. Um, and it allows you to have an area for content creation and distribution. So, you know, that then allows you to become a bit of a thought leader and a bit of a, I guess, a know-it-all in, in your particular industry. And people may start following you because of that sort of stuff. So they're the main reasons behind why we do it. Um, we're very big on Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, as you'd imagine. Um, David, I think you guys at Property Brokers are probably on Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, and then, you know, things like LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I think, especially around uh, business development management, David. Um, yeah. You know, LinkedIn for showing, like, personally, you as a BDM know your stuff, you know, your you're writing your own content and posting it on on social media uh, and bits and pieces like that. So, yeah, they're the three main channels that we use, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, and Facebook. Um, yeah. Instagram Reels, we use a lot. That is a huge thing at the moment for property advertising, and not many companies are doing it. We've been doing it now for about six months, and most of our Reel videos get a couple thousand views per video. Um, and we've actually rented a number of properties through our Instagram videos. Um, right. And there's no cost to put a reel on, on Instagram. It's, it's not an ad. Uh, at the moment, reels are pushed higher than standard content because Instagram are trying to push people more towards that type of posting. So they naturally appear higher up in people's, um, what's it called, news feeds and things like that. So that's something huge that we do. Um, and I guess that's sort of probably the basics of it. There is a little bit of advertising there, but it's more to do, it's not direct selling, it's more just to do with making people aware what we do and what we offer. I mean, Will, should we just bug it off and let him talk for half an hour? Yeah, I'm good with that. You've lost me uh, reels on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, my lights went out. Do you think, <laughs> uh, interested you get your opinion here, Harry. Do you think that uh, it's, Still, the best best way to list a property is through the traditional means, TradeMeRealEstate.co, your own personal website, um, potentially even marketplace on Facebook. Do you still think that that's the best place? It is the best place, I guess, if you're looking for better quality, I tend to say. Um, because there is a cost of putting your property on these portals, they tend to be better quality houses. Um, it's been a while since I've seen a shack um on trade me um but if you look through marketplace on facebook there's probably a few non-compliant healthy homes you know sort of sort of listings on there so i think it's safer for a brand to advertise on these portals because these portals have a bit of reputation and recognition um and then i guess you know these portals work with systems like renty and other sort of uh credit checking systems so that you know, you can be sure that the person that you're placing in your property is the best. So I still think portals are the way to go. But I think a lot of people know and the portals know this, that that's not it's not going to stay that way for much longer. So what are you saying here? Because this is one of the things that I think you may be getting at. Are people like trade me uh, nervous about Facebook getting into real estate or Amazon oh, getting into real estate? 
so so Facebook will so Facebook would have it so Facebook will have its own listing portal for for properties. Well, they, well, do, they do that now. Well, they do at the moment. They trade me property. Yeah, in marketplace, and, and that's definitely gaining traction. I mean, uh, it's coming up more and more. I think the quality, like you're talking about, Harry, is a little bit less. So, but if Facebook really, you know, got off the whole VR thing and put some energy and attention into marketplace or or whatever, it could be massive. I guess mm-hmm. it's just not a focus for those guys at the moment. But interested to hear your comments around traditional means like TradeMeRealEstate.co that 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 they might be concerned about this sort of thing. Well, I'm always asked. It's quite funny. I catch up with those websites. I catch up with a lot of our portals regularly and. One of the one of question that's always brought up is how are you using social media? And they always want to know, you know, what percentage of our inquiry comes through social media? How many properties are we renting through social media? So I think they definitely know it's a threat. Um, it's just that companies, especially in New Zealand, haven't figured out how to best use it yet. Okay, I mean, well, there, there could be issues there around compliant properties, as you as you. And trade me, I've got to say, they've improved a lot. Where basically anybody could list anything, and now they've become quite focused because you know they're, they're potentially breaching fair trading rights and and things such as that. If they're, if they're advertising non-compliant properties, that must be potentially an issue for these big American, you know, the Metas, the 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 whoever. Can I ask Gary? Do you use TikTok? And and and, and what is no. TikTok? No, we're not a we're not we're not a TikTok user. I have looked into it, but I don't use it myself. So TikTok is used by the generation younger than me. So I'm 28. The reality is, anyone younger than me, they're not really our target market. Um, yes, sort of 24, 25 plus for some of those young professionals, but we don't target students. Um, and I guess from a real estate perspective, most of your clients are older than that. So TikTok is good for building maybe brand recognition in young people so that they know in the future what brands to use, but they're not going to be your customers now. Okay. Okay. So you're talking about listing a lot of properties uh, at, at the moment. How about, you know, how do you use it in terms of engaging with future landlords? What's the best platforms and how would you use, for example, um, Facebook? This is sending to a really Addison Bourne interview, this, isn't it? Kind of because let's be honest. <laughs> He's going to know more about it than, than me and you combined, Will. So how, how do you use the likes of Facebook to, to generate um, profile with, with, with investors and landlords? Personally, we don't use Facebook a lot. I would say our two biggest ones would be through, uh, I guess you wouldn't really call MailChimp social media, but I have a very large database of both yeah. current clients and just people out there that want to listen to me. Um, and LinkedIn, I find LinkedIn is where I get, I have actually signed up landlords through LinkedIn, through messaging them. They've followed, they've read a couple of my articles, asked me a couple of questions and, and away we've gone. So haven't, haven't gained any customers through Facebook, um, but yeah, LinkedIn and even through Instagram. Well, do you think these, you know, do we, is there a risk that we can just get lost in this whole social media? And, and say if I'm a BDM, I'm trying to give myself some profile. I spend too much time posting stuff and also potentially just a lack of engagement. What's your thoughts? I mean, what's the how, how would you use it? 
I think I would be looking at the top agents as a bit of a guide to see what they do in terms of how to best use my time, where what's working, you know, where do they get traction. What I have seen that works uh, in working with Drake and Lauren at Renty was quite interesting. Google reviews obviously make a massive difference and trying yeah. to build those and manage those and respond to the negative ones I think is really important. And the reason I mentioned Drake and Lauren, there's this entire thing behind Google reviews where they would deep dive into it and that they, it was hilarious. Like the depth that they'd go into and they'd track people that constantly gave threes. I don't know. You got to talk to them about it, but it's quite funny. But that, that works, uh, I think, for a business. To build your Google reviews is a really important thing to yeah. do. I agree entirely with what Harry's saying about LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn is is a really good platform. The target market is good. You can become the industry expert on that. I really like that. But I also like LinkedIn because you can become a business of attraction as well. And, and you can use it as a way of showcasing who you are as a business. I mean, you know, it's not necessarily just being the business, the industry expert. If, if uh, potential landlords or even potential staff are looking at what you're doing on uh, LinkedIn and having fun, and you can see the camaraderie as a team, all of a sudden you you know you're becoming a very attractive proposition for acquiring really good people. I think that works. Uh, something a little bit old school. I consider this to be social media, Harry. The EDM, the Mailchimp yeah. site type stuff. I love that, A, because it's measurable, and B, because it's targeted. And I've always got good traction with that. I mean, the open rate for things that we normally do have done in the past is about 40 to 50%. I've been told that's really good. The click-through rates are really good. You can see what people are engaging with. I think that's a really good way of keeping people up to speed, uh, targeting stuff, promoting stuff. That, that works. So that, that's what I've seen that works in the past. I, I think with Facebook, some of this, my observations in the past is it needs to, the, all this stuff needs to be managed. And that's where often people fall over is they don't respond or they're not, someone's not across it and you've got to do that. But I don't know. I think, I think it's good to be across all areas, I suppose. It's just brand awareness. I, I'm, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram. I'm definitely not on TikTok. So I couldn't really, I can't really tell you how well that goes, but that yeah. is what it is. Yeah. You know, when I got out of real IQ, I kind of did a bit of a, you know, got rid of a heap of contacts on Facebook. And I just thought, I'm over this. Um, on, a, on a personal note, I found Facebook a necessary evil when I was doing my real IQ days. Um, I what kind of built a lot of sorry? What do you mean by that? Oh, it can be toxic. It can be absolutely toxic. There was a couple of times I got slated um by business owners and whatever, particularly around COVID, when COVID came into and I made the news because I said we should we should stop doing inspections. Uh, and this was before yeah, and, and this was before we went into lockdown. And this was before because you know I, you, I've got a mother who works used to work in the NHS. We were talking about it, and she was saying, "Look, you need to shut down your borders." And and I just, you know, got all the real estate institute said we should tell them to stop doing inspections. They, be, you know, we better talk to the insurers. I thought, well, that's not going to be anyway. Did the post, got all of the media, it got sent out, and then I got absolutely annihilated on this property property investor Facebook page. 
yeah. and just people just who is this guy? And um, I just you know, found it quite toxic. And in the end, I just thought I'm pulling it. I'm pulling myself back a little bit from this stuff because, you know, I mean, you can't. There's battles there. You're just never going to win. And I found personally, I found LinkedIn way better, way more professional. Though that's starting to slip down the slippery yep. slope of, of, of trolling and people get locked into the echo chambers. Uh, there's a few people on LinkedIn I've kind of discontinued following because I find that they're just, you know, it's negative. Um, but I used it to be the industry expert, and, and it, it, mm. it worked. And I still use it in that format. LinkedIn is my go-to uh, on social media. You know, uh, I had a very good video videographer guy, a guy called Rob Edwards, who helped me a lot. Um, and he said, like, you know, doing your 60-minute videos on Instagram, uh, are always very very good because you'll get lots of snippets and lots of views on that and, and it's the engagement and he gave some you know in terms of a business development from a uh, if you're a real estate agent and if you're a business into business development rob the video guy he, he said to me look you've got to market yourself now as if you're a broadcaster you've got to become a bit of a personality and you've got to be an expert and you've got to be comfortable on the camera uh, and if you're not comfortable on the camera you're probably in the wrong job um you know and so to do it justice i mean i'm thinking as you're talking like if i was a bdm right now and i was going to do it justice i would be showcasing everything that's rented i'd be you know commentary around you know who's turning up what's the feedback that kind of stuff and you could build a huge amount of traction with that couldn't you because of the volume i guess with sales you don't have that turnover unless you're the very top people but you don't have that turnover and that high volume of properties being rented you could really no one's really doing that at the moment are they i mean i might be missing something specifically on linkedin but just really i mean there's some there's some very very good bdms out there doing huge huge numbers i don't see those guys out there doing that maybe because they don't need to but i don't don't know i think there's still an opportunity out there if i was a bdm i would be all over that just just taking the time to do it and becoming an expert I mean, well, I didn't need to do it, even if you are successful, because it, it's that future pipeline you're generating. It's that future pipeline because, you know, yeah. I think sometimes people get busy. They go, oh, I've got this nailed. And then, you know, there comes a slowdown. And then all of a sudden they start scrambling to build the profile and the database and the phone call and whatever it may be. You've just got to keep it constant. The thing you've probably got to do is maybe employ someone to run it for you. Uh, and you don't have to be an expert on social media. You've just got to employ someone who knows what they're doing. I saw that Arek, a very good, I thought it was a good, um, a good service, a company called Property, property with an I on the end. I, I, I don't know if it's Property or, or whatever it may be, but they're like a hoot suite um, for real estate. And they'll run a lot of your, your marketing campaigns for you. They'll do all the programming of when posts are going to become live. So, you know, you've got an hour or so where you just do all your posts and then it just schedules and it pumps out bang, 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 bang throughout the week. So you spend an hour a week on it, but you've got that constant profile going through all the time. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, you, you've got to you've got to keep that presence up there and it's got to be relevant as well. It, it's got to be relevant. I think sometimes too many people will post up on Facebook. It's not relevant. You go into businesses, mm. Facebook pages. All it is is list of properties which are available for rent one like two like no response yeah. i think facebook what i've got told with facebook is very much community focused as well 
Yes. We're, you know, using it in terms of property brokers. We're always in the community. We're always sponsoring rugby clubs or, you know, involved in community projects. That's And, and there you can tag on other businesses, other people. They'll share it. And, and yeah. you just expose yourself to, to such a, a, a wider audience. I mean, you know, so that, that's that's how I've basically used it. And that's how, I mean, I'm, I would never confess to be an expert on it. I mean, I mean, Ari, in terms of creating content and video, what are the do's, what are the don'ts? What do you think that, you know, you should be doing to make sure that the stuff that you do is, is it's good? Yeah, well, it's, it's good that we're talking about video because remember back at Eric, Dave, uh, I think it was Madison Sutter's, she did a big spiel on social media and bits and pieces like that. And she was saying, yeah, video uh, is definitely the main primary type that you should be posting. It's got to be like high quality video. So there's no point posting rubbish. There's no point posting anything that you wouldn't be proud to put your name next to. Um, so you want to make sure you've got, you know, good camera equipment. I mean, the latest iPhones and stuff are fantastic. Good, good microphones, good lighting. Uh, involve more than just yourself like don't probably don't hold the phone in front of you and do like a selfie thing you know if, if you don't have anyone get one of your kids or something to hold the camera while you talk um you know real basic things like that and it's got to be consistent like you said dave madison back at eric said that you should be doing at least three posts a week um right. why three um i personally think it should be more than that like five but three i guess is the bare minimum it's roughly one every two days um so you're constantly coming up in people's news feeds if you're not posting you won't appear in people's news feeds and then your brand and your name is not being presented for free in front of your audience um so therefore your brand is slowly getting buried deeper and deeper amongst all the other uh stuff that's on social media what do you think sorry go mill go for it mate what would it as a as an example of um, profiling in, in videos? What do you think of someone like Tom, Tom Panos? You probably know him. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, he does those shorts. <laughs> he's quite. He, I, I, I like Tom. He just says it as it is, and he's a hell of a character. But I kind of like that style as well. It's a, it's not so polished. It's a mm. little bit sort of. I'm sitting in my car, I'm waiting to do an auction or whatever. And and he just you know just capturing those moments. I kind of like that, and I always find that he's just always that that that's also I kind of like that's that. That's sort style. of part of his brand, isn't it? He's sort of created it is. because even when he was presenting at, at Eric, you know, he was less formal in the way he came across than some of the other people there. So I guess yeah, that's sort of the, the brand he's developed is that more low key, casual. Um, you know, snap a quick 45 second video here, but people love it. His videos are great. I love watching him at auctions. There's um, there's guy uh, Opus Partners, Andrew and Ollie, and they do the podcast. So Opus Partners, you guys might know about them. They we got them speaking at the conference. They're speaking at the conference. And Andrew, Andrew Nickel and Ed Ed McKnight. So yeah, oh, yeah. we got them speaking. Yeah. 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 Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. They, um, I love what they do, and they, they run a. I mean, they've done a very, very good job there on the podcast. Shouldn't be promoting a different podcast, but, uh, I, you know, as a food for thought, just I haven't seen really there. Uh, Stephen Darlow does the the radio one for Barfits, which um, yeah. it's, it's probably got some great, great uh, guests on it. 
kind of like that as well. No one's really, no one's really sort of jumped into that space. Yeah, you know what podcasting is is like what we're doing, and it's easy to do. Look at it. I mean, we just open up, up it goes. We've got a lady who does a little cover thing for us and posts it out, and we seem to be getting more and more people tuning into us. Um, but I mean, it's lodge fun, do right? it. Yeah, lodge do it. Lodge do it. They got one which called I think it's called Property Matters or something like that. And you know what? Property brokers have got one coming soon. We're, we're, and we're also going to be doing one internally for training. So when people are driving around, you know, they can listen to rather than sitting and watch a webinar. And, and that can take up a big chunk of your time. But if you're driving from inspection to inspection, you start like little audio books. You know, you listen to this is how we do this. This is how we do that. So podcasting is, is a big thing. MailChimp. I used to love MailChimp. And we use that. Uh, on our database, and you do, you get that engagement. You can look through the click-through rates. Um, so, I mean, there's so many mediums that you can use, and, and, and not expensive. I think the mo- most important thing is is that a you've got to be the lessons I've learned is a you've got to be relevant. B you can't be boring. You have an opinion. Be careful yeah. about getting overly political, uh, and and because now I see just you know. Uh, bag one political party you can see what the political allegiance is like but you know don't be afraid to have an opinion on a government's policy on whatever but be consistent like i would when i would write articles i'd be critical of labor i'd equally i'd be critical of of national if i saw something that national was doing wrong and um and don't be boring you know there's a great book um uh purple cow seth Godin, one of my favorite authors and, and talked about how to stick out um, from the crowd and, and to be, like you know, because you just see so many people will do exactly the same thing. You've got to stick mm. out and be the purple cow. And, what was, um, what was the, the, the agency in Wellington that did that really awesome branding or campaign recently, quite edgy? Um, you'll know, Harry. Was it? Well, obviously, it obviously wasn't well, Tommy's. I'm trying to think, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some someone in co or um, oh, 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 oh God, don't don't say no, that don't to anybody at Tommy's. Don't don't bring that name up. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> it was great. Low and co. Low and co. Maybe it was those guys. I can't remember exactly who it was. Their their branding and just picking up on your point. Don't be afraid to say have a point, uh, uh, an opinion or or something something a little bit edgy. And I thought that was really cool what they did. Can't remember yeah. it, but it's you know it stood out from the masses. I haven't heard you talk about Twitter tonight, Harry. Do you think? I mean, that's obviously been acquired by Elon, and he's done a whole bunch of work to yeah make you know the uh, legitimize it, I guess, and get rid of bots. Uh, do you? What's? I mean, that to me seems to be like a hybrid between LinkedIn and maybe Instagram. Do you, Do you think that's a good platform? Yeah, we've never, like, me personally, I've never had a Twitter account. I've never really hugely understood it. Um, it's never been huge in New Zealand. I, I For me, it's more of, like, I, I follow certain channels on there. So, like, what we use Twitter for in our office is, like, Wellington Water have a, a Twitter channel. And whenever there's a water f- uh, shortage or the water turns off, they, they do a tweet. Um, and so it's quite useful for that sort of stuff because isn't it like 160 characters or something yeah. maximum in a tweet so it's like little short bursts of just facts or information or I, there are probably you know, some really cool ways to do it like you could be I, like a, 
a, a rental market fact twist yeah. sort of yeah, thing. I mean, I used, I used to use it real IQ, but very little. But again, I just I used to have Hootsuite, which was like you just post it and it had accounts on everything. But in terms of using it, I more or less used it to, to follow politicians and, and, and follow particular journals. And if I saw a tweet come up about a particular news story, I click on it and then I go, oh, this is something I can share because it's relevant and I'm first to market in terms of being able to push. You know, I'm not sure how a, a BDM would use it in terms of growing a rent roll or, or whatever it may be. Um, but that was personally the, the, the use I, I found from it. Um, you I mean, were very good at that at Real IQ. I remember that you were always sharing that stuff. You were always the first to the market, so you you know you you looked like you really had your finger on the pulse. Well, well, what I did, what I did, I set up uh, Google alerts. So the news. I remember seeing this one guy speak. He says like, you know, people don't go watching the news. They let the news come to them, and and so you find the news which is relevant to you. So I'd get every day, I'd get the, the relevant stories pop up on my inbox and I'll say, right, I'm going to share that one. That one's good. And, you know, I mean, I enjoy doing the research. It was it was part of, it still is to a degree because, I mean, I'm running such a bloody big operation. I've got to be abreast of these things and you've got to see what, what trends are coming. So, you know, I did that mm. and, and, you know, and it built up a big, you know, and it was easy in the real IQ days because all you did was search people who on LinkedIn who were property managers or who were real estate. You just connect with them all, and then you just keep posting three, four times a week, regularly, consistently. Keep posting, and I'd and I'd do like an hour or so on Hootsuite where I'd say, right, this is I'm going to plan stuff, but I'd also be quite impulsive if something popped up which I liked. I'd just go and you know I'll make a comment on it, and, and away we go, you know. Can we just turn back to Google reviews? Because, I mean, the, one particular company in Wellington got into trouble um, <laughs> around Google reviews. What are, the do, what are the do's and don'ts on Google reviews? Addison, I'll come to you first. Don't do them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that's probably the biggest one, you know. David, I hope there's no, I hope there's no five-star reviews to property brokers from David Faulkner. <laughs> well, I think, actually, I'll tell you what. And then we had a good lady who worked with me at Real IQ. She says, it's okay to post about your own company so long as you are transparent. You tell who you are and your relationship mm -hmm. with them. And it's basically said, look, you could be a, a staff member who says, five star, I work here. I absolutely love working here. It's a great company to work for, and this is why I'm giving them a five star. That's transparent. It's when you're yeah. saying, oh, these give great, great service, but, you know, I've never – bought a house in the office then that's but i would say bordering on breaching fur trading certainly is yeah yeah no but reviews are very very important you know we make sure that in all of our communications things like inspections you know you're reminding the tenant and the landlord to put up a google review or something if they've had a positive experience and um it seems to work you know they come in in dribs and drabs we get a couple a week um yep. and it works really well We've got a fantastic lady up in Bear Plenty who's got it on a signature, and she's just given really good service. Yeah. And she's built this profile, and we've started from scratch up there in the Bear Plenty. We started with the zero base um, just over 12 months ago. And, um, yeah, I mean, she's just about almost single-handedly got the most reviews of any office. So she's done a great job. Um, yeah, and it is a good, great way of, of building this profile. Anyway, I mean, we've got to wrap up the show. Um, my wife's walked in, 
And, um, you know, I'm off to England in, on, on Saturday. And I'm really... And Webster's got hold of me. He, he actually wants me to do a podcast for him while I'm over there and potentially do it. I've got to talk to my wife about it, but potentially speak to a, a, a group at a conference somewhere. I don't know oh, if wow. I have time to do that. Um, but yeah, who knows? Who knows? And it's, it's good. I'm really looking forward to it. My daughter's over there working in property management in Manchester, working with a company called Reed's Reigns. Um, and my son's over there at the moment playing cricket. So, you know, we're going over as a family. Um, we'll have a little hiatus for a week or so, but we will try and do a podcast while I'm over there so I can potentially, you know, get a little feel for the market, how things are happening over there and see if there's any relevant stuff I can bring to uh, in the next show. So I've got quite an exciting week. Will, you're doing a marathon. Where's your marathon going to be, mate? Tokara, of all places. That's a bit of a come down, isn't it? No disrespect yeah. to Tokoroa, but you know, <laughs> running around the Wellington waterfront to what? Running around Tokoroa. Well, yes, I know. It's not my my, my chosen uh, area to run in, but it's quite good. I ran there a couple of years ago. It's actually, uh, Tokoroa is quite nice when you sort of get away from the township, I suppose, but starting my new job next week. So uh, right. that's exciting. Very ready, very excited. And Do we... Do we who who are you working for? Do we know? Are you going to tell us? Are we allowed to know? No, not just oh. yet. Um, well, you guys, you guys already know, but uh, we'll, we'll be announcing it probably this week. So very excited! Oh, I'm so ready nice. to go. Ready to go. Yep. Addison, are you doing any half marathons or marathons this week? Um, no. The most steps I'll be doing is between the bar stool and the pub on Friday. Um, right. Yep. And then I've got a. That, that, that's about it. I've got a big poker tournament this weekend that I've got to get ready for. But other than that, I'm not doing anything physical. So completely opposite of Will. Can how's, I just... the look, how's the cats you're looking after, mate? You, you were a bit late for the show tonight. Can you explain why you're a little bit late for the show? Yeah, one of my friends has gone away overseas and I'm cat-sitting and the cat threw up in the house while I was out today. So, yeah, just been dealing with cleaning that up. Gotta love pets, eh? Do you foresee day breaching? Uh, we'll give him. We'll give him one more shot, and then it will be you know fourteen day breach, and then outside. Yeah, fair yeah. call. Can I just say, uh, winding back a little bit to the whole, you're not on TikTok, Harry. I think you an, a natural influencer on TikTok, and just sort of scrolling back to those dance moves last year at the uh, <laughs> PMC conference, you're built for it. You really are. You need to get on TikTok. And just little snippets, you know, just a dance a jig once a day. Dance a little jig. And I think it'd make everyone's day. Maybe I need to consider it, eh? Well, I tell you what, if, if Addison's on TikTok and the Chinese are spying and stealing all the data, they're going to say, oh, and look at Addison. They're going to go, well, we're not going to bother with New Zealand. There's nothing there of any worth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a good distraction. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know, next time I talk to you, it'll be um, – halfway across the world and uh thanks uh, everyone for for tuning in make sure that you get your tickets for the pmc um uh, we've just bunnings have announced a sponsorship we're very excited to have yep. bunnings on board um so yeah our speaker lineup should be up on the website now i've not been on the website for, for a wee while to have a look but there's not that many more uh tickets left on the early bird there's only about three dozen tickets left now on the early bird so we releasing tickets in quotas so the early bird finishes on the 31st of July, but I suspect that the early bird tickets will be sold out by then. 
So don't delay. Book your flights yeah. now. Book them early. Book your accommodation. Makes it a lot cheaper. And uh, it was a Kena Convention Centre. I was there at the weekend. Fantastic building. And uh, we look forward to seeing you there. Will, Addison, I'll see you on the other side of the world. And yes. uh, now to you. Goodbye. Same see you later. Time. The Alternative Property Management Podcast, powered by Renty and the PMC.